Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Childless Not By Choice. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and my supporters. First, I would like to thank Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation, serving Tampa, Florida, and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Thank you, Morgan Air, for recognizing the vision of Childless Not By Choice and being a part of it and thank you for all your work in the community. Next, I would like to thank Alba Digital Media for creating my website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net, and for producing this podcast. To contact Alba Digital Media for your web building and podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. Finally, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. Thank you, Devoted, for your beautiful music and your awesome talent. To contact Devoted for your music needs, email devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. And if you would like to become a one-time or ongoing sponsor of Childless Not By Choice, please contact me at Savilla at SavillaMorgan.com. That's Savilla at SavillaMorgan.com. Thank you so much for listening, and now on to the show. Well, hello everyone, Savilla Morgan here. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless not by choice women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we could not, did not have the children we so wanted. Well, before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to my Patreon contributors. Um, Patreon contributors are those who have taken an interest in my platform, whether they fit the childless not by choice demographic or not. They have decided to contribute a certain dollar amount on a regular basis to help fund my dream of creating awareness and conversation for the Childless Not By Choice community globally. Click the Patreon link for details to become a patron. And shout out to my patrons, podcaster Sarah Williams of the Tough Girl Podcast. I'm sorry, I should say Tough Girls Podcast. And to Mr. Jordan Morgan. Thank you guys so much for your monthly contributions. They go right back into the podcast. So they are truly appreciated. Well, this uh, episode, episode 73, by the way, welcome to episode 73, um, Sixth Sense, The Demeanor of Loss. Sounds kind of deep, right? (laughs) Well, welcome to episode 73. Can you believe it? I'm actually pushing 100, (laughs) 100 episodes. I never would have uh, guessed that that would happen when I started uh, this podcast two years ago and this platform two and a half years ago. Who knew? So I am so happy. I say this all the time. I'm so happy 
that I joined this medium podcasting and um, glad to be a part of this community. It is one of the most awesome communities on the planet. Everyone in the podcasting world is known for helping each other no matter how long they've been podcasting or how short a time. When you're in, you're in, and I just can't say enough good stuff about the podcasting community. It's a great community to belong to. Well, anyway, um, I wanted to, as I said, talk about the sixth sense. I know uh, many of us as women have heard of the sixth sense. We all believe as women that we have a sixth sense. We just kind of know things. We kind of perceive things. And I, I, I believe it's true, at least to some extent, um, that women tend to have a, a high level of perception. I'm not going to say that men don't or can't. It can happen. <laughs> but women tend to have a um, a perception about things. And um, usually, you know, we're right. I, I don't want to say we're always right, because I think in many cases, we end up finding that we have misjudged a person or a situation. Because maybe we did have that sixth sense, but we allowed our personal feelings to also get involved and mess with that sixth sense. So I'm not going to say we are always right, because um, we have to develop a sixth sense so that we don't allow that um, our personality and our perception and uh, what we've been told about maybe a certain person or people or place or thing, <laughs> you know, to, to, to get in and just kind of mess with that sixth sense. So anyway, that's something to think about, by the way, as we uh, continue to live life on this planet filled with 7 billion people of all types of personalities and backgrounds and races and colors and creeds and experiences. I think it's a beautiful world, um, unless we just, as I said, look at it the wrong way. Um, look through the glasses of somebody who maybe had a bad experience and shared it with you and told you all childless, not by choice, women are bitter. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? I know. Um, so we, we really do have to look at each other on an individual basis, because although there are more than 7 billion of us, we have 7 billion different experiences. And so I really would ask you to just really, you know, consider when you're in front of someone or someone is in front of you to take them on as a case by case basis. Just think about them on a case by case basis. Please do that for me. Well, as I was saying, um, in this episode, episode 73, Sixth Sense, The Demeanor of Loss, I truly believe, as I guess I kind of mentioned a few minutes ago, that um, people can sense a spirit or demeanor. We can sense that about each other. If we pay attention, some people just don't pay attention and they miss things. But if you are paying attention, and I tend to pay attention to people and uh, their personalities, and I, I people watch. And I like to watch people on a deeper level. Most people people watch to see what someone is wearing or to say, wow, can you believe she wore that? Or look at those shoes. Where can I get a pair of those shoes? You know, people look at, on that level, but many of us look on a deeper level and we can sense or perceive things about even someone just walking by. And uh, 
I think when it comes to the childless, not by choice demographic, no matter where in the world we are, there's a sense, there's a demeanor that we contend to carry unless we make a concerted effort to make a change. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, what you may not realize is, as a childless, not by choice woman, or even a man, um, is that you're carrying this demeanor, this, this sense about you. And people may sense this thing about you, but they may not even know what it is. Because if you're just walking down the street, you're a stranger to them, and they're a stranger to you, they may not realize that you are a childless, not by choice person. But they may sense a demeanor about you. And I'll be honest, it typically is negative, unless, as I said, and we will talk about it later, it's something that you have made the decision to work on. They may, for instance, feel like, ah, something's sort of off with that person. There's something quite, not quite right about the person. Not that they're bad or, you know, that they give you the (laughs) heebie-jeebies, as we say here in the U.S., Um, but there's just something off and maybe sad, maybe a level of sadness that we um, we give off and don't even realize that it's happening. And it typically happens, honestly. Um, you can see it in the eyes of a person who has lost maybe a family member. A person has lost a family member to death, per se. Um They just have this demeanor, this sadness that just seems to engulf them. And as many of us know, those of us who are childless, not by choice, have suffered a loss. And when you suffer a loss, you go through the five stages of grief. And so as you're going through these stages of grief, and I'm going to be creating a course on that, uh, I'm actually working on it, um, but it'll be posted sometime, hopefully by the end of the year, in the on the website, childlessnotbychoice.net, for those of you who are new listeners. But um, so there is this sadness that we contend to carry around, not even realizing it, because we lost something. And as people who have lost due to a death, um, when you lose the ability to have or carry a child, that is loss. It is a loss. You didn't get the opportunity for whatever reason. I was recently questioned about um, whether I was truly childless, not by choice, because I did not meet Mr. Wright. And so I want to stop here for a second and say that if you wanted children and never had them, you are childless, not by choice. That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter what journey took you to that place, but if you know for sure that you definitely wanted children, but it just did not happen, maybe life got in the way, maybe a career got in the way, maybe fibroids got in the way, or endometriosis, or multiple miscarriages, not being able to maintain a pregnancy, or not wanting uh, to raise a child by yourself and hoping that you would meet the right man and it never happening are all reasons or causes to be childless, not by choice. So I just want to stop and make sure that I clarify that. A lot of times now we're hearing uh, a new terminology for that is called um, childless by circumstance. So life circumstances 
meant that you did not get to have the children you wanted. I did not want to attempt to raise children or a child by myself. Although as I got close to that time where I was getting really desperate because I was getting older and I just wasn't meeting anyone, I thought about adopting and I did attempt on two occasions to adopt, but those uh, two attempts did not work out. And so I realized that it was not to be, it was not going to happen. And so, yes, I am definitely childless, not by choice, because I did not meet Mr. Wright, and I battled fibroids for about a decade. And, you know, it's okay for people to ask questions. I'd I'd rather people ask questions than um, go around, you know, questioning you behind your back or talking about it with others. I'd rather people ask questions anyway. So I'm not, you know, having a fit because somebody questioned whether I were a child is not by choice or not. I appreciate the question. And I I did respond. And here's my response again to the whole wide world. (laughs) Um, At any rate, so um, we take in and make a part of us this spirit or this feeling or this demeanor. We take in and make a part of us what we have been through. It can be anything because life means that we're going to go through something. We None of us escapes drama. When, when I say drama, you guys know I don't like drama, but what I mean is the drama of life. We don't get to escape that something. We're going to go through something and it's either going to... Um, be life-changing, death-defying, whatever you want to call it, but we all get to go through something. We're not leaving this planet without having gone through something mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We're going to go through something. So, you know, it can be abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, you know, rape, whatever you've been through that's changed your life, and that includes childlessness, not being able to have the children you so desired. I've said over and over and over that no one could have told me when I was a very young person in my teens, you know, as a kid, no one could have told me I would never have children. It it just was, it was not going to register. It just would not have registered. And I've talked to many women who have said the same thing. They just knew they were going to be mom or mommy or mother. They just knew it. It's, you couldn't tell them anything different. And so when it doesn't happen, it is um, a life-changing event, especially when you you know you tried everything that you could. Many women in the Childless Not By Choice group on Facebook tried everything. They tried IVF. They tried IUIs. They, they tried um, egg donors. Um, you name it, it's been tried by Every woman in the group at some, you know, some level, they've tried something. Adoptions that fell through, it just it just didn't work out. And by the way, there are more than 230 women in the Childless Not By Choice group. The It's a closed Facebook group called Childless Not By Choice. And I know there are tons of other groups out there now. When I first started this platform, I tell you, there I couldn't find anything. I just couldn't. And now there are tons of groups out there, and a lot of them are called Childless Not By Choice. So make sure that you find the right one if you're looking for mine, which I hope you are. (laughs) Childless Not By Choice. And um, it's me, Savilla Morgan. I'm the only Savilla Morgan out there. 
And so just make sure that if you do want to join the community, I, I would love to have you. We all would love to have you. Uh, we would welcome you in as long as you are a childless, not by choice, and that you do answer the question that has to be answered before you can join the group. So when you do a search for the group, answer the question. I have two admins, Carrie and Sarah. So if I'm not around, they will be happy to welcome you in. And um, we're just going along and just getting stronger and stronger. And I'm just so excited about the women in the group from all over the planet all races, colors, creeds, everything. I just love it. That was always my dream when I started this platform to have everybody in there from around the world um, just having one thing in common. They wanted children and couldn't have any, didn't have any. So when these women in the group, as well as many of you who are listening here, um, find that you are childless, that you're not going to have the child. Because remember, the niche that I have is for the woman, not that the not the woman who is still trying, although there are some women in the group who are still trying, you're more than welcome, as long as you have no children and you are childless, not by choice, even if you are still trying, you are welcomed in. If you end up having a child, I mean, it's a childless, not by choice group. So I don't think I need to say anything else. Um, but I will make sure that it, it's maintained and stayed, stays that way. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll let you read between the lines. But if you don't have children and you wanted children, you're welcome. Now, there is also a supporters of the Childless Not By Choice group where if you do have children, if you just do not fit the demographic, but you are curious and you want to know what's going on on the platform, you are more than welcome to join that group. And there are many spouses, many husbands in that group and their wives are in my Childless Not By Choice group. So it works out very well. So anyway, um, as I was saying, we find that our childlessness, um, our lives not turning out the way we expected, can weigh on us as a loss, and it, it, it can be seen on us. Some people call it a spirit, a demeanor. Some people call it an aura. You can just see it on a person that they've been through something, and um, we have to make the decision to face what we have been through. I call it facing the monster. When we face the monster, no matter what that monster is, we become stronger. We can become stronger. We will become stronger, but we've got to face the monster. We can't pretend all is well when we know it's not because we want to hang on to certain friendships or relationships. We come, we all come with some sort of baggage. I hate to use that word because it's so negative, but the fact is we do all come with baggage, but it's how you carry it. So as I said earlier, we all will have gone through something in this life, but how you deal with it is the key. As you grow through and go through that period of time where you may have the baggage, you can still stand upright and you can still turn and face that monster down. It's a decision that you have to make. And as you carry the loss or whatever it is that you've been through, people will see the strength. 
they will see that, yes, you probably have been through something, but they, they will see how strong and resilient you are. They will see that although there may tend to be a bit of sadness in your eyes from time to time, that overall your eyes are bright and you have decided that you want to be happy, nevertheless. So you can become stronger, but you have to face the monster, whatever that monster is. We have to decide that we want a better life for ourselves, despite what we have been through. It's a choice. I talk about choice a lot on this platform because it truly is a choice. I don't always have my up days and, you know, let's go days. I mean, who does? No matter what you've been through, who does? We all have our moments where, you know, for me, I'll admit I have those fleeting thoughts of, wow, I wonder what my life would have been like if I had children and if I were married and had kids and had that white picket fence. And then I realized it didn't happen. It's not going to happen. And I've got to live the life I've been dealt in the most positive way. But, you know, sometimes things just pop into your mind. And at that point, you have to know how to deal with it. And there's nothing wrong with having that look, you know, you're, you see, you, you go on vacation maybe, or you're at the mall and you see the families walking by, you see the mom, the dad, the kids, and, and you're like, wow, <laughs> that might have been me. But you don't think of it and you don't look at them with a spirit, there goes that word again, or a demeanor of jealousy or envy. You just, if I may make a suggestion, wish them well. Wish them well, just to yourself, say, boy, I hope they have a a happy life. I hope things are going well with them, and I wish them the best. And I hope they raise their kids to be positive contributions to society. I hope they're teaching their kids well, and I hope that they're not too stressed to raise their children properly. I hope they're making the right decisions. When we think like that about other people, whether we know them or whether they are strangers, I I have got to tell you, I think this world would be such a better place if we just thought good thoughts for absolute strangers. It would be such a better place. But we tend as human beings to be mean to each other, to be envious, to be hateful, and uh, it's not working, (laughs) as we can all see. (laughs) It's just not working out. It's just uh, things have gotten ugly the last few years, And um, that's in most places on this planet, not just one particular country. And I wish we could just turn it around. And we do have the opportunity. Just turn it around and wish people well and just move on. Even people who are a little mean to you, just move on. It's not even worth it. Just move on and live the best, most relevant and joyful life that you can. That's my suggestion. Anyway. When we make that decision, our demeanor will change. It will change. Uh, People will recognize that change. Those people who knew us when we had that negative spirit or demeanor will recognize that change. People will recognize that they can trust you or me to babysit or run a daycare center or be a kindergarten teacher. Because they will recognize that you 
that I pushed through and came through the other side hurt, wounded, but healed, or at least on the way to healing. We are stronger than even they could ever be because their experience is not ours. You know, sometimes I think about the, the people who take for granted the fact that they can have a child or two or three or ten. They never think, and and I can't really blame them because it just comes so naturally to them, came naturally to their mother, their aunts, their grandmothers. They just assumed they would have children. Like I assumed I would have children, or maybe you assumed you would have children. I've talked to many people who had multiple siblings and their spouse had multiple siblings, but they were the only one and their husband or their spouse were the only one in their families not to have children. And again, it can be a, a really bad blow to your ego, your psyche, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually, when you realize it's not going to happen. And that's why I niched down to dealing with that woman or that man for whom it never happened. There are many groups out there that deal with uh, infertility or women who are still trying or are still waiting or still hoping or are still able to, but just it just hasn't happened yet. But I decided to niche even further down to that woman like myself who for whom it will never happen because sometimes we fall through the cracks the cracks of IVF, or hoping, or waiting, or trying. There are those of us who will never be able to try. It's just not going to happen. And so that's the woman I'm talking to. And uh, speaking to that woman and to that man, typically the spouse, um, you, you have a decision to make. We We have so many decisions to make in life, but... We have to make a decision as to what kind of demeanor or spirit we want to walk around with. How do we want to live this short life? There are people out there who want to tell us how to act or react, but the truth is they could never survive what you have been through or dealt with. The bottom line is that you have to want to heal you have to want it. And like I said, life is short. Do you want to live a life of sadness, negative demeanor, no one really wanting to be around you because you're always just so sad and negative and down and your light is diminished? Do you want mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health? You want healthy relationships? Or do you want to wallow in self-pity and sadness and depression and envy and fear and hate? It's your choice. You have to choose. But I would ask you to try choosing the positive things that I just mentioned. And one of the ways you do that is by joining a group like my Facebook group, joining the newsletter, which you can do by just going to the website Childlessnotbychoice.net 
and signing up for the, the monthly newsletter. It comes out the first day of every month. Um, you know, you can join communities where people understand what you are going through. That's the first step. So many women have joined the group and said, I was desperate. I was online searching. I just got bad news. My IVF didn't go through. Uh, the adoption fell through and I was online searching for a group. I was at my wits end. I wasn't sure where I was going to go or what I was going to do. I was so low mentally, emotionally. And then I found your group. And some women have said that they love the positive vibe and spirit and demeanor of the group. And that is intentional. It is intentional that this group has a positive vibe. Because otherwise, what is the point? What is the point of being negative about something that you cannot change? If you, like myself, have had a hysterectomy, what what changes once you've had that hysterectomy? Or you've been given the news that you will not have children. Now, some of you haven't had a hysterectomy, and so things can happen. I wish the best for you. I always hope the best for you. I believe along with you. I always say that in the group for those who are still trying. But if you've had a hysterectomy and you have no chances of adopting and all of your options are taken away, what would be the point of remaining sad and envious and bitter and depressed? Why not try something else? Why not try joining a group of women who understand, who commiserate, who feel safe enough to say, I'm not having a good day today, but I'm, I know I'm in a good place with this group and I can say that. Yes, the group has a positive tone and demeanor and spirit. And yes, that's intentional. But the women in the group know that if they're just not having a good day, they're just not having a good day. It's part of the grieving process. And they can post that in there. And the other women in the group will come alongside them and encourage them and share. Once, every, once in a while, I ask everyone to share what they do to make it through a tough time. And so we share with each other. And just because I created the platform doesn't mean that I've coasted through the five stages of grief and I'm all set. No, that's not what that means. It means that although I have my moments of sadness, although I sometimes have a fleeting thought about what it would be like to have a family, I realize and recognize that it's not about me. There are so many millions of women out there hurting that need to know that they're not alone. They're not an island. I thought I was alone for so many years. I thought I was, I just didn't know anybody else. Everybody else around me was having children. Everybody else was getting married. Everybody else was having a family and moving on through the stages of life. And I wasn't. And I thought it was just me. And I thought God was totally punishing me. And I couldn't figure out why. And so, no, it takes time. It may take a lifetime, but at least I'm trying and I'm growing because there was a time when 
everything ad- affected me. A crying baby, a crying child, a pregnant woman, Mother's Day, women who went on and on and on and on about their children. Everything bothered me. Now, for the most part, I would say Mother's Day still bothers me. I'm being honest. Mother's Day bothers me. And so how do I fix that? I recently interviewed a wonderful woman who gave me a light bulb moment. She said, Sevilla, you don't have to go to church on Mother's Day. <laughs> All my life, I've been going to church on Mother's Day. And that was the most uncomfortable day of the year for me. Not realizing that, duh, I don't have to go. I mean, we can do different things. We don't have to, uh, you know, take part in things we don't want to. You don't have to go to the baby shower if you don't want to. Will they probably think you're being a hater or jealous? It's possible, but you know, so what? (laughs) Don't put yourself in situations where you are uncomfortable until you're comfortable being in those situations. And if it takes a while, then so be it. And so I've decided that ah, I don't feel like going to church on Mother's Day. And so next year, I probably won't, unless it's to go with my mom. You know, she's my biggest cheerleader. So I went with her last year. I didn't go to my church last year. I went to her church. And so, you know, we've got to make proper changes, positive changes, and surround ourselves with people who understand, who get it, and make sure that the envy in our demeanor, the jealousy, the bitterness in our demeanor is not showing through. That's what we have to work on. Everyone else will just have to deal with what the, the person you have you will become and that you have become when you deal with those negative um, feelings. But you deal with those negative feelings, get them out of your system. Um, yes, it will take time. The sadness will take time to go, and it'll come and go, just like the five stages of grief you go through, and you don't go through them in any particular order, or you may, but then they may come back out of order, even if you go through them in a particular order. So be ready for that as well. But, you know, when you know something is possible, whether it's something like the stages of grief happening again, then you know how to deal with it when it happens. It's, it's when the unexpected happens that we can, you know, get hit out of left field, to use a baseball analogy. You know, that's when you realize, wow, I, I didn't see that coming. But when you know something could happen, then you know how to deal with it, if and when it does. So take care of you, I guess is what I'm saying. Deal with you. Don't worry about what people think or what people say. Don't feel like you have to have an explanation for everything. You don't have to explain why you can't make it to the shower. Respectfully decline. Send a card. Send a gift. You know, when a, when someone, a family member, announces that they are pregnant, send a, a card or a gift. You don't have to be there. Take care of you. Take care of you. Like uh, like there's a little bit of a slang term that's... Uh, popular right now in the U.S. Do you (laughs) take care of you. And when you do take care of you, everything else around you will come together anyway. 
So take care of you. Stop explaining things to people. Stop uh, wondering what they're thinking. And stop thinking about people. Think about you. Be a little bit selfish. Do the best you can for you and with you. And if you're married, please try to do the best with your marriage. Take care of your spouse. Don't blame your spouse for things, even if the the infertility is on your spouse's end. You know what? It's it's till death do you part, right? For better or for worse. So do the best you can with your marriage. And I know a lot of marriages break up over childlessness and uh, IVF treatments. Those add another layer of drama to the marriage. And we all know whether we're married or not, even those of us who are never married, we, we can see that marriages take work. So just do the best. Be thankful for your spouse. Tell your spouse you're thankful for them. And do the best by that person because there are tons of us out here who never met the right person. And that's life too. That's just how it happens sometimes. So be thankful that you were able to meet the right person. Do the best you can. Don't be a doormat. I mean, you're not going to stay in abuse. It's up to you. But I mean, you have to know what your marriage is like. I'm not there. We're not there. But don't be the cause of it breaking up because of your sadness and depression and envy and anger and hate and jealousy. That is, Those are not good reasons for a marriage to break up. No, those are just not good reasons. I'm here to tell you. So anyway, you guys know I can go off on a tangent. <laughs> I just wanted to stop by and, and ask you to think about your demeanor, your spirit, and uh, how you're dealing with your childlessness. And I hope that this episode was helpful. And I really hope that you take it to heart and really think about where you are and how you're feeling and how you're dealing. Because I'm, I guarantee you, when you take care of those things or even start to take care of them, you will see change. And if you do, and when you do, I should say, tell me about it. And I can always redact your name if you don't want me to use your name. But tell me about it. I really would love to know so that I can share it in the group and with on the podcast with others so they they can realize that they too can um, can see change and affect change in their lives. So please hang in there. Do the best you can with where you are, with what you have, and everything else will fall into place. Thank you so much for listening. I wanted to, to remind you that um, the the previous the episode previous to this, uh, you've got to listen. It's it's childlessness from a man's point of view, and um, I interviewed a wonderful um, doctor, Doctor Robin Hadley. I'm telling you, you if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I'm not just saying it because I recorded it. I'm just telling you. It was such an eye-opening episode uh, on, on how men deal with childlessness and how men are treated in society who did not get to have children. And 
just even the the beautiful story that Dr. Hadley talked about the the gentleman who never had children and he was in his 80s and he became a like a surrogate grandfather for a few years to some young men uh whose father he he met at at a local ball field they all went to see the same soccer team play it's just a beautiful story i mean i i would really want you to just listen to to that episode and so um it's episode 72 and speaking of that i've gotten several reviews but one wonderful woman posted a, a review or she she texts me the review and I asked her if I could post it. And so I posted it on social media. And I keep a copy of all reviews as well. So I wanted to read that to you. She says, wow, Savella, I just listened to episode 72. That was not only informative, but I am sure therapeutic for so many people. He was quite impressive. And you are developing into a talented interviewer. The podcast could not have been any better. I have to make an effort to listen more often. <laughs> and that was by M. Miller. Um, she posted that or sent that to me October 14th. So I really, really want to um, just compel you to listen to that episode. It's just really an eye opener from the man's point of view. There are other episodes in there. As I said, this is uh, episode 73. So there are a couple of ep- other episodes in there where I've talked to men or about men and childlessness. And, you know, I I love all 73 of my episodes because I can see the growth and the wonderful people I've been able to interview, been honored to interview, and it can only get better. I already have an idea of what I want to do for episode 100. (laughs) I'm already thinking ahead. So, you know, just please, I love reviews. I love to hear feedback from people. Let's call it feedback if you don't want to call it a review. I just love to hear feedback because it tells me I'm on the right track it tells me um, where I can fix things or do things or, you know, just where I am with you. I want to know where I am with you, how you feel about the podcast and about the episodes. What are you not hearing from me? What would you like to hear that I'm just not talking about? Just just give me some feedback so that we can all be on the same page and that I'm giving you what you want. I want to be able to give you what you want. Because this, as I, I've said before, is so not about me. Ugh, if it were about me, it would just be awful. <laughs> it would just be <laughs> up and down, up and down, up and down, and just crazy. So this is not about me. It's about you. And um, be, having said that, too, at the very bottom of the show notes, always check out the show notes because I put so much time and effort into the show notes because I want everything to look pretty and I want it to be helpful for you. Everything on this platform is about you. I am so serious. It's all about you. And uh, at the very bottom of the show notes, there's a survey that, again, helps me um, to know who you are, what you want, and make sure that I'm talking to you, not down to you, but I'm talking face-to-face with you. So just help me out by taking that short survey. And uh, if you have any questions at any time, inbox me on Facebook, Savella Morgan. You can always reach me um, by direct message on Twitter as well. And of course, my contact information is in the show notes. So you can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook, 
And of course, the website is childlessnotbychoice.net or savellamorgan.com. And so I'm all over social media. I'm happy to be doing this. Happy. I've found my niche and my reason for being on this planet. It's to do this. It's to talk to you and to encourage you and make you realize that you are here for a reason. And no matter what you've been through, what you've gone through, what's happened to you, what didn't happen for you, you are alive. And that means you are here for a reason. Find out what that reason is and push through to the other side stronger than ever. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. Bye.